Welcome to the Enlightened Practice Podcast, brought to you by the Luminello Electronic Medical Record folks. Here are your hosts, Dr. Ken Braslow and Dr. Carrie Kagan. Hi, Carrie. Welcome back. Hi, Ken. Thanks for having me. So today we're going to uh, talk about end of the year finances and accounting, everyone's favorite subject. I say that yeah. in jest, but probably for my accountant, it is their favorite <laughs> subject. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I figured we'd use the opportunity now that we're approaching the end of the year to talk about uh, some of the basics. And we actually have two questions from podcast listeners. Uh, one is, how do you actually pay yourself? Mm-hmm. And uh, the second question is, how do you, like, what is, how do you create a profit loss statement? And I guess we should then talk about why that's important to, to know that, I would say, critical yeah. uh, requirement. Um, but let's, uh, let's start off with how do you actually pay yourself? I remember when I was in training, the money just showed up. <laughs> in my bank account, I didn't do anything. And then when I got into private practice, I realized, hmm, okay, not sh- <laughs> what do I do here? So <laughs> curious what system you've set up and uh, how you actually pay yourself. And then we could think about um, taxes and how you account for that in the mix. Right, Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be so curious to hear your system too, because I know there's probably a lot of different systems out there. Mine, generally speaking, involves having a business checking account. And um, that's where I receive all my income. It goes into that business checking account. And, you know, I think it really, how you go about paying yourself and factors to consider, I think really depend, you know, depend on where you live and the world. Um, So for me, you know, for that, I would definitely recommend that people consult with a professional to really understand what they need to consider when they're paying themselves in terms of what else do they need to be paying for um, taxes, all that kind of stuff. So um, for me, I uh, wait for my bank account. Basically, I wait for a certain amount of income to come in that I know is going to be enough to cover my monthly expenses, if you will. And then from that point, I, um, I subtract out the, the expense, you know, I, I keep or rather I keep in my bank account the expense, the amount of money I, I know I'll need to cover some of those expenses, like an electronic health record or um, uh, rent when I used to have rent, that kind of stuff, um, before the pandemic. Um, and then I pay myself a certain percentage and that goes to my personal account. And that's kind of like my, my money for my life to support my life. And then I, uh, give another percentage to savings and that later goes toward taxes and retirement. And that's the number that I think consulting with, um, uh, an accountant would be helpful to really understand what do you need to be saving for some of these infrequent but necessary payments, such as quarterly taxes. Um, yeah, I think that's that kind of that's that makes sense, to, and also to draw a distinction between an accountant and a financial planner. An accountant yeah. will help you. You give them the numbers, and they will help you 
think about what taxes you'll owe on those numbers and also about where you could be saving on taxes. Mm-hmm. Financial planner will help you think bigger picture about what are your goals? How much do you want to save for retirement? How much do you want to save for your kids' college? Do you want to have in your emergency fund, in your fun fund, and budgeting? How much do you need just to uh, pay the expenses of daily living, whether it's in your practice or in your personal life? So starting out by meeting with some professionals at the beginning, I think we'll save a significant amount of time down the road. And while we're on the subject of meeting with professionals, when I first started out, I met with a QuickBooks tutor, <laughs> I called them their consultant, um, and they literally walked me through QuickBooks. I did not get some of it. It was not easy. Um, but I would, those are the three folks I would recommend meeting with at the beginning if you're going to be in solo private practice or even uh, running a group, so especially if you're running a group, so that way you can really get a good game plan going forward. It's a little bit of time and a little bit of investment up front, but man, it saves so much time down the road. And I, I've talked with colleagues and I've certainly heard stories about people not setting up a business checking account and all of their business expenses and income being paid from the personal checking account. And maybe you can get by with that at, at the, the best. It's a little bit of a headache for end of the year for figuring out taxes. But at the worst, if you get audited by the IRS, uh, this is going to be a mess to uh, tease out. And it's so much better to set up good systems in the first place. Um, so back to the original question, how do you pay yourself? So I've had both a solo proprietorship and a corporation for my private practice. So I can speak to both systems. So solo proprietorship, set up a business checking account and get a business credit card for business expenses. Again, so you keep your accounting just really clean and tidy and you set up a merchant credit card account that the funds go into your business checking account. And then uh, you patients pay you, clients pay you, that money goes into the business checking. But you really need to know how much your business expenses are going to be before you even think about paying yourself because you're not going to be in business very long <laughs> if you don't pay your bills. <laughs> and uh, it can be really expensive. Um, thinking of malpractice insurance costs, um, rent in certain areas go, you know, these costs go up every year, merchant processing fees. Uh, the list kind of goes on and on. If you're going to have an administrative assistant, um, you're got to take care of them, pay them well. And all your technology, all your software, all of that. So that said, uh, once your expenses are paid, um, when you're in a solo proprietorship, you need to think about what percentage you're going to set aside for taxes and what percentage you're going to keep for yourself. And you have to pay estimated taxes quarterly. And so you should set up an account with the IRS. It's called the EFTPS. And you should set up an account with your state. Uh, in California, it's the Franchise Tax Board. And 
so I'm the way I did it was I had a savings account, a business savings account. So after I paid my expenses, I would set aside like half almost to taxes. And that went in the savings account because if it was January, the estimated tax payment isn't due till April. And so you want to have that set aside though, because you don't want to be uh, scrounging for funds when it's due. And the IRS will do the math. And if they see that you're not making estimated tax payments that add up at the end of the year, they'll send you a letter the following year for the previous first quarter or second quarter saying, why didn't you make more of an estimated tax payment? So again, it's more, more headache to work through. So, so then you literally just transfer the funds from your business checking. Ideally they're at the same bank. Uh, So it's just a funds transfer to your personal checking, but you still have the taxes set aside in your business savings account. Now for, if you're a corporation or an LLC, it's different. You have to run payroll every month. And that means that uh, even though you own the corporation, you are also an employee of the corporation. And so you have to pay yourself as an employee, just like you would pay any other employee. So you're going to need, unless you love spending hours and hours doing monthly tax payroll, oh my God, monthly monthly tax payroll paperwork, Uh, (laughs) say that a few times. You're going to need something like uh, QuickBooks or Wave or other kinds of merchant processors. Uh, Sorry, not merchant processors, payroll processors who will be linked to your business checking account and will link to the EFTPS and state tax. And so you will go log in and you will say, okay, I'm going to pay myself X amount and on a monthly basis, let's say, and they will create a paycheck for you. That's actually like a paycheck that you get when you're an employee, but it will have all the funds for federal and state estimated taxes withheld automatically plus state disability. um, And you also have to set up workers' compensation uh, Mm -hmm. with some rare exceptions. And there's um, other kinds of programs your state may require. So all of that is automatically withheld. They do all the paperwork. You have to pay for it, but then the money is direct deposited into your personal checking account, but it's not a funds transfer from your business checking. It actually is going through payroll. And then at the end of the year, you get a W-2. And then you um, put that on your um, your 1040. If you're in, if you're a solo proprietorship, at the end of the year, you need to do a Schedule C, which leads us to the next question, which is how do you create a profit loss statement? And um, so I'm curious how, what your approach is to that, Carrie. Well, I do use um, uh, an online version of QuickBooks to help with create the profit and loss statement. So, and I'm a big fan or of getting help with this kind of stuff because as a psychologist, I don't really have the financial um, background and tax background. So I have a lot of help with creating this as well. So I have a bookkeeper and an accountant and my bookkeeper helps me to categorize all my expenses over the course of the year. Um, 
to, you know, basically figure out, okay, what's income, what's, what's lost, what's, what am I spending on? Um, and to make sure that's all clean and in QuickBooks. And then I developed the profit and loss uh, report from there with just a click of a button, but it does take a lot of work throughout the year to keeping the books organized and to categorizing all the different expenses to make sure that um, the things that should be deducted are being deducted um, and all the income is reported, of course. So I do it using technology with the support of multiple people. Um, and that, and that is one of those investments that's worth it for me. Um, cause otherwise I do think it would be, uh, I would be confused and overwhelmed and that's the path I've, I've chosen. And so I'm not sure how other people do it or what other options are, uh, when you're not using help and QuickBooks and all that stuff. So I'm curious to hear what your experience is. Yeah. And just for those who are listening who are don't even really know what QuickBooks is. It's a way to take all of your business's income and expenses and put it in a system where you can not just see the information, but tag it or assign expenses and incomes to different categories. And when you do that, then you can run reports on that. And that's so meaningful, not just for taxes, although your schedule C is essentially a profit loss statement. So how are you going to fill that out if you have no idea what your profit loss is? So you absolutely need to come up with your own schedule C or profit loss on your own somehow, or just hit a button that says generate profit loss. But you're right, Carrie, during the year, you have to do the work, whether it's with a bookkeeper or on your own to, to have good data at the end of the year. So for example, uh, what you do is you, what I've done is I linked my business checking, my business credit card, business savings, all to QuickBooks. So it pulls the information in and every so often I'll go and I'll, I'll click update. It'll pull the information from those sites and then it'll say, okay, um, we found the following five um, expenses and this is how you've categorized these expenses before. Are you sure that these expenses indeed are what, still go in those categories. For example, um, it may see that I paid uh, the, the landlord X amount and I categorize that under rent. We see this landlord's name here. Would you like to categorize this as rent, right? So that way uh, you know where every dollar is coming from and where it's going to. And what's really meaningful about this is you need to run a profitable business. If you're not running a profitable business, you're not going to be able to provide patient care or clinical care. So this is part of your job is being at least decent enough at business that you keep your doors open and the lights on. And if you want to hire somebody to help you with that, great. You know, think about large corporations. Um, most of those folks have in-house staff who specialize in this. They're, you know, the, the uh, CEO of IBM is not, uh, you know, doing QuickBooks. So it's totally fine to have a staff or consultants who do that for you. If you really want to do that on your own to save money, then it's worth, there's YouTube videos on it. Uh, you can get a one-time tutorial like I did from a QuickBooks expert, which actually turned into about five-time tutorial because I kept screwing stuff up. But um, it's really meaningful at the end of the year. You want to know 
what is your the health of your business? And are you profitable? Where could you be cutting back on expenses? Where could you be optimizing your income? We've talked about in other podcasts how to to think about the income side, but we haven't talked so much about optimizing your expenses. So if you have it all in one place at the end of the year where you can go, oh my God, I didn't realize that. I, 10% of my income is going to rent or, or whatever. Uh, it gives you an opportunity to reevaluate is is this the way it should be? Or do I need to make adjustments um, right. for next year and future years? So that's essentially um, how, how I create a profit loss is just click the button in QuickBooks yeah. and hand it to the accountant. Uh, I will say it's, if you're in a corporation is definitely more complicated um, than just having a profit loss. You also need a balance sheet and you need a general ledger, and you need a reconciliation statement. That said, that means I hit four buttons in QuickBooks <laughs> instead of right. one. I mean, it's really not that hard to, to hit the button. So right. the value of accounting software, if you're in a corporation or an LLC, is just, it's required. It's essential. I just can't imagine you wanting to create all of that on your own. And, and the IRS might actually even come after you and say, you don't, you're not keeping good books. And part of keeping your status as a corporation is uh, there's legal formalities. Um, you have to have annual uh, shareholders meetings and board of directors meetings, even if it's kind of silly, if you're the only one, but you still have to do it and mm -hmm. keep documentation. Um, but you have to show the IRS that you're actually a real corporation and you have part of that is having real accounting records. So there's no messing around with it. But but even back to being a solo practitioner, what is your what are you going to give to your accountant at the end of the year? And they're going to say, well, okay, but show me, show me your expenses, right? So uh, I guess you could hand them a shoebox with a hundred receipts, kind of the old fashioned way. But then you're going to pay more to the accountant. And they're spend all that time going through. Um, figuring out how much your expenses are. Um, if you hand them a, a one-page profit loss, it just makes their life so much faster and they charge less. So yeah. on that note, uh, I think that covers those two questions. And yeah. um, looking forward to chatting soon again and uh, covering more uh, in the fun world of finance and taxes and um, accounting for, for clinicians. So thanks very much. Looking it was forward. good chatting. All right, take care, Carrie. Bye. Okay, bye. If you like today's podcast and want to hear more, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And if you have a question you'd like to be discussed on a future podcast, send it to enlightenedpractice at luminello.com. We'd love to hear from you. Until next time. <laughs>